It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Welcome to episode 488 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How are we doing, fellas? Great. <laughs> Sorry. chilly winter tonight. That's it. It was a bit of a later start tonight. I had to uh, tuck the kids in and tell them if they didn't go straight to sleep, the Finchy man had come and get them. Oh, my days. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, so they'll, end know, up, they'll end up in the group chats. It's one of those, yeah, that's that, that's it. There might be, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, are they in the sweet spot? I mean, it seems like he like it seems like he's he's particularly likes twelve year olds from the. Uh, so, like, I mean, I'm I'm thankful because you know, and and Glenn, I guess, to an extent as well. I mean, because our eldest are both aged out of that, and my other child's a girl, which doesn't appear to be what he's aligned with his taste. So, I feel pretty comfortable about the prospects no. of my kids escaping that fucking asterisk premiership winning. Non-alleged fucking sex offending pedophile. Yes, no, we we're well within that. Um, you know, you're not out of the danger zone yet. A little smart ass. <laughs> you got a fucking house full of finch bait. Oh no. <laughs> oh, hilarious. Kids getting fucking abused. Hilarious. Why'd you start us off on this? <laughs> Welcome, new listeners. Yeah, well, hello, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> so the, <laughs> it's like Grandpa Simpson walking into the things <laughs> in, <out. laughs> yeah, Enjoy, enjoy. Um, enjoy the thirty seconds that you listen to. Um, that's a, that could be the title of the episode: "House Full of Finch Bait." <laughs> Can <you> just imagine. <laughs> oh, imagine the downloads off the fucking charts. I suppose. I suppose it's better than a bucket full of finch bait. Yeah, oh. that's true too. I mean, if I had my time again, I would have said bucket. But <laughs> well, look, it, it is. Um, I don't know. I was going to say it's nice to see that justice works, but doesn't really. Yeah, yeah, thought, does it, thought, thought or give. give. Yeah. yeah. Like I mean, there's, there's, there were so many charges that he had that he had dropped because, um, you know, the, presumably, I mean, it's a sealed affidavit, but presumably he's provided substantial assistance to to the the popo in terms of you know getting guys further up the chain or other people involved, and so as a result, you know, which yeah, what, although what we, yep. I, I got to say in thinking about it, you know, as as much as you would want every every one of those to suffer to the full full extent possible. Yeah, if that if that's what it takes to get the ones pulling the strings. Yeah, yeah. You know? well, I, 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 yeah, yeah. I get it, but yeah, you'd like to hope that you can. Uh, yes. Give them such 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 high levels of fucking punishment that that's even it. discount versions keep them out of circulation yeah. for yeah the rest of their lives. Um, yes, but 
you know, again, uh, Melbourne Storm add to their legacy. Yep. Cheating yep. and nurturing pedos. Well done. <laughs> and look, don't forget, and, and I'd just like the, the, the Sydney Roosters fans to, to, re, to recognise that we haven't forgotten he played there either, all right? So, well, I mean, he's he spent time at a fair few clubs, right? Yeah, not mine. Not mine yeah. either. Mine either. Sweet. <laughs> it's only because he turned oh. you down, Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> Even the fucking pedos won't play for us. <laughs> oh, the sorry state of affairs for the old West Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right. Um, maybe maybe the Tigers saved saved Brett Finch from himself because, uh, you know, a time where they might have been looking for his services. Luke Brooks looked 12. <laughs> maybe so, but he would have been better going over to the Panthers because, I mean, they're obviously, you know, well-stocked with juniors. So, I mean, he would, yeah. he would have had much more fun over there. Um, now... Let's get off that one and on to... Well, the first thing that we talk, want to talk about is a new story that hasn't actually resolved itself yet. This grand final situation. We were talking the other night when we were recording on Monday night. We were like, all right, look, we've got to get our flights together and all that shit. And, um, you know, we've got to get these venues nailed down for the meetups. And then, like, then yesterday, you're seeing all this, oh, yeah, Volandis is like, oh, I'm, you know, <laughs> I still haven't decided where yeah. we're going to have it yet. And, you know, it could be in Queensland. I'm like, oh, thank fuck we didn't buy tickets for anything. But, yeah. I mean, it, it also does slow us down from like nailing all these things together and we're only like you know what you know five or six weeks out here so it's just it's just a fucking shit way to do business to start with peter but um also fucks us over too because everything gets more expensive the more the more days pass before the decision's made the more it costs us when unless they put it in queensland at which point yeah Yeah. it's it's fucking great probably be fucking booking flights as they sit down for the grand final breakfast yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just there's, there's, it's just sucks that the you know we're we're sort of a month and a half out of, out from the grand final, and all of the media and the publicity for the the biggest game of the year for the code is about PVL having a temper tantrum about where or where it's not going to be. So, yes. Anyway, that one it, as it, as the time we're recording on Wednesday night, it hasn't been. It's still yet to be decided. It's a little bit Pasco-ish, I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but no. I mean, you know, PBL's always been a a uh, fairly irrational, petty, you know, bully kind of uh, yes. bully mode of, of business. The thing that he has to realise though is that the NRL, as an organisation, doesn't wield anything like the power that the, that the horse racing does. Yeah. So the strong arm tactics that he's, that, you know, they they don't work as well as what he did when he was, you know, with the horse racing. So yeah, that's it. Yeah, it would be nice. To be able to purchase tickets, purchase tickets for things and flights and accommodation. I mean, let's face it; these these hospitality providers, you know, well, yeah, like the airlines and the fucking and the the hotels, they're already like jacked the baseline rate up for everything now, trying to get back every cent that the fucking bat flu took from them. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, we shall see. And hopefully, for the sake of everyone who actually wants to go to the grand final or you know come to a meetup and everything, hopefully, it's yeah. We get a decision soon, so people can start actually making plans. Um, as as of an hour ago, I've seen uh, reports that, and this is uh, Wednesday night about nine pm. So as of about eight pm, they're saying that the decision might now be made tomorrow. They're still in the meeting, and uh, they might hold it back until Thursday. So 
uh, we'll sort of keep an eye on it while, while we're recording tonight, but at this stage, it doesn't look like we're going to have an answer. Um, but at this stage, it's day to play right now as we're speaking. Apparently, uh, it's a 60-40 in favour of Queensland for the second year running. Well, hang on. On whose scale, though? Or on the fucking this-is-clickbait scale? Well, that's basically what the what you know whoever's reporting has been told that that's the the current breakdown, which probably means Unnamed you know the, the, yeah yeah sources yeah sources sources written by staff writers, but the I, I presume that just means that that's the that's the angle they're going to take to that if they go New South Wales, well it's only sixty forty you know it's not a huge backtrack, but it's enough to tip the hat to New South Wales government to say look. We'll fucking do Queensland. Like just just fucking watch. So yeah. We'll see what the uh, the outcome is. Yes. But um the biggest story of the week. It's I just suppose. sorry, just to close sorry, it. Yeah, it's just yeah. fucking unnecessary pissing competition. Yeah. It really is. It frustrates fuck out of me to be quite honest. As if, you know, there was enough disruption over the last season or two. Just fuck's sake. Let's just get back on the wagon. Yeah. And like and, and by rights, I mean it should be back in New South Wales this year. I mean Yeah, we had a great fucking time. We had a great time last year with all the games up here and unprecedented oh. access to watching yeah. our teams play rugby league. It was amazing. Grand final in the in a you know, grand final in the smallest venue yeah. the grand final has seen for a while. Um you know give it us a pee kind of and all the rest. Being, Nathan. Well, it what? was great. It was like living it was in the worst Sydney. kind of human being. Did you say I'm the worst kind of human being? Yes, yes, I did. Why, why am I the worst kind of human being? It was in the we aren't just talking about Brett Finch, you fucking piece of shit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I said what I fucking said. Yeah, just, so what's so, so what's so, so, inflammatory so, shit just to get people, what, people what that are passionate about Hang the on. fucking Suncorp. All, all listen, he said listen, was, listen that to we've me, got to you bull fucking little freckle. No, you clearly oh, pay more attention, cunt. He, he he threw a little Easter egg in there. He knows what he did. Look at his face. No, it wasn't. It wasn't an Easter egg. I said it was fucking watching a grand final in the smallest venue because I've been to like fucking ten grand finals, man, in eighty thousand seat fucking cavern. And now we get to see it in a fifty thousand seat rectangular fucking stadium. It was a fucking awesome. You've been there. I mean, the time that, you know, the, they can't always be, you, get, you can't always watch Ben Hunt fucking drop it out drop it from the safety of a corporate fucking box. Glennie? That was 2015, 20, 2015 was dope as fuck, but let me tell you, the other times, was giant 20, fucking Was 2015 cap- power spew year? I can't remember now. For you? Yeah, yeah I think 2015 so. yeah. was your last one. Yeah, yeah, I know, but was that power spew year or was it yeah. the year before? Yeah, you know, it was. I'm pretty sure it was. It might have been the year before. Oh, no, the year before was the one where you fell asleep in the cab on the way to the game. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> 2016, I have no memory of, of the yeah. actual game. Yeah. I can remember parts of the game. Actually, yeah. I can, my memory is actually astoundingly good for 2016, considering the fact I got RSA'd at like 2 o'clock yeah, in the afternoon fuck. and kept fucking going for the duration. <sighs> Jesus. There we go. Finishing up somewhere like fucking. So, are you coming out of hibernation for the grand final? Should it be uh, well, regardless of where it is, really? But or are you going to be on the waters, Jay? Mate, here's the thing. <sighs> I I have I have two speeds. They fucking and, disappoint me. And I have I have discovered this about myself over the years. You're a cunt. I have two speeds. I have zero, or I have I will enable 
the fucking good times for so long that I will leave permanent marks on people. Like, I I ruined my sister's wedding. Well, not the wedding. Um, their wedding night. So, by... Maybe, maybe by stay being, out of the fucking... Well, maybe stay out of the bridal fucking... Look, I don't want to kink, I don't oh, no, kink no. shame or anything, but I, I mean... It was, yeah, maybe that's, that's the end of the reception. That's night, fucking weird. <laughs> the reception was starting to wind down. What's that noise in the cupboard? It's me! And so, I started everybody on the shots. Because things were starting to die their natural death. And so, we started on the shots. And my poor fucking brother-in-law has walked her over the threshold in the little, you know place they were staying at at Byron <laughs> oh, walked her over the threshold and you know stood her down lovingly brand new bride he's turned around to shut the door and as he's let go of her and turned around she's just tipped over backwards <laughs> down three stairs <laughs> nailed herself on a side table which she almost needed stitches for oh, my he's finally picked her up off the ground again crying and bleeding yeah now it's time in, to fuck. <laughs> puts her in the bed. And she's like, nah, I'm, I'm going to spew. I'm going to spew. I'm going to spew. And he's, go to the toilet, go to the toilet. And she goes, no, 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 there's, there's a bucket here. There's a bucket. And she picks it up. It wasn't a bucket. It was a gift basket that they'd been given by the Airbnb. <laughs> uh-huh. So she's spewing into this gift basket. And it's just filtering through the fucking holes in the bottom of the so no Glenny I have two speeds I have zero and enable that yeah yeah but so, this is the thing I mean the thing, the, the thing is you didn't do anything you didn't do anything if Jay Zero do comes anything, out then. fuck you I mean this is the thing oh you said you, you, you went yeah let's have shots I mean there's some grown ass fucking people there that made the decision oh, yeah. to have the shots oh I know <laughs> but see I keep having the shots too that's what I'm saying that's the issue um, yeah well, look, as long as we'll, okay, I don't we'll know, make Glennie. sure you're we'll 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 not there. Dare. Look we'll at see him. if I can look be tempted. We'll see if I can be tempted. If J Zero comes out, fuck that guy. I already don't like him, mate. J Zero. J Zero turns up to the meetups on time. Is more fun than you've had in your entire life, Glennie. No, incorrect. I spent time with J Zero. He's fucking annoying and he's a cunt. I want J One Hundred. At least now, it'll be annoying and a cunt, but it'll be entertaining. <laughs> now, speaking of J, speaking of J one hundred, the big story of the week, of course, was Caitlin Ponger and Kurt Mann being ejected from a pub uh, toilet cubicle, and uh, which ended up being videoed by a passerby and and you know filtered out via social media in the day to follow, and um, and as a result, Caitlin Ponger and Kurt Mann have been drug tested by the NRL. However, this is um. Yeah, due to the NRL's protocols regarding drug testing, we're not going to know what's going to happen with the results because we've got a three-strike system in place. So, with the yeah. three-strike with the three-strike system, the first the first time, yeah, nothing nothing gets public. Yeah, the, the identity doesn't get revealed, and it's kind of like a you know like a warning. Um, they basically give them a warning and counselling if there's a positive. Um, then you get to the second offence, and it's a mandatory twelve week suspension. Now. To my knowledge, and this is the thing, we don't know because it's only warnings and non-publication, so you don't know if someone's got, is carrying a strike at that time. So the only, if, if there was drug use involved with the Kurt Man and Kalen Ponga situation, 
and it was their first defense, it doesn't matter that they're tested externally. It only matters, you know, as a, to act as a strike against them for future potential breaches, yeah. and then, and you know, but but if any of them get get hit with a straight up twelve weeker, then you know oh. that was the second one, and that's a mandatory twelve weeks. The the thing with this one is, there's so much contrasting shit, and and it it was realistically handled that fucking poorly by the club, and the first thing, the first dumb thing they let happen was they let his dad give a very specific excuse mm-hmm. for why the two of them were in there. Yeah, and look, on the basic on the basic surface level, what what he's done, he's he's created a believable narrative to make people say, "Okay, play on." The problem is there's organizations, yeah. there's a club, there's the organization for the code, and also you've got the wild card of the actual pub itself. And if that story isn't true, then it's very easy to disprove, as has happened today. But here's the thing, though, right? The, the story you fucking put out there, let's take the the revelations today out of it. Fucking yep. Andre Cunt Thousand. <laughs> like, Sorry. at, at, at what stage, at what stage of the entirety of the drinking history of Australia... Has a male gone into a cubicle to help a sick friend? At what fucking stage? Yeah. Ever? Oh, what, well, well, I mean, I ask you: At what stage have you ever seen a sick male go into a cubicle and need someone with him to hold the headgear so it didn't get wet? I've got to tell you, <laughs> even just with just the aforementioned fucking power spew night, yeah. motherfucker, you were nowhere to be seen. <laughs> you, you, point, you didn't even point mention one, it hey, until hey, the next day. Hey, I could have died. Point point number one: you were three meters away. I fucking knew exactly what was going on you and how bad in, it you was. You were not in the cubicle with me, supporting me, and quite frankly, wasn't I've cub- never got wasn't over a cubicle. It. Never got it was over our it. hotel. It was our studio <laughs> hotel room. I was three meters away, so I heard. That's why. That's why I heard the whole thing. Two. In the whole time I've known you, and probably for a decade before I knew you. There's no fucking hair to be held back from going into the drink. All right? But this is the thing. You were right. Like, the, the way it goes is, if you're going for a power spew, you essentially just fucking ninja vanish to the toilets and then come back. No one's any the wiser. If you do pipe up and go, boys, going for a power spew, someone might turn around and go, need a hand? And you go, nah, she's right. You go and do it and you fucking come back. But when they say need a hand, what they're actually saying is, you know, do you need a hand, you little yeah. bitch? Like, they're not actually offering genuine support at this point. Or, is this the fucking, you know, what... Uh, fuck, I don't know. But, you know, now, please move on to the revelations today from the pub. Well, the pub the pub said, look, they, they, it was, they were very specific. Like, you know, they, they arrived at 10.50pm and they, and they were ejected by 11.15 and they not, neither of them had any outward displays of, you know, drunkenness or... Exactly, because you know anything, why? Anything like, yeah. Do you know how much shit that a, a fucking venue potentially gets in for serving somebody enough alcohol that they're in their power spewing? Mm-hmm. Like the liquor fucking shit and licensing and responsible service of alcohol stuff. And the people that yeah. work in hospitality that listen to the show would know far better than I would the potential consequences of just bullshit stories like that. 
Like, you know, yeah. that it it's akin to, oh, they were in a restaurant together going, you know, um, on, and they came out of the toilet in the restaurant together. Oh, they were eating at that restaurant and uh, and the food had just given Kalen food poisoning. So mm-hmm. so he was just in there having a chuck. Mm. But you, you can't just say shit like that that's not true. Yeah, yeah. And then there, there are there, and then there are other, like, non- you know, potentially, you know, drug or alcohol related so issues. So why, why were they ejected if they weren't drunk? Well, they were ejected for being too to a cubicle. Yeah, it, it's against policy. Yeah. Be, be, okay, so let, you know, cut the fucking double talk. The majority of the times that there's more than one person in a cubicle, they're either fucking or they're taking drugs. Mm. Now, be it two boys, course, you know, two obvious. girls, a boy and a girl, whatever it is. You know, when we're not casting any aspersions on that, but it is a policy in most venues that if you are discovered to be two in a cubicle, you're automatically ejected. Yes. That's it. So that that would be why they are ejected. Yep. It's as it's simple as that. I mean, then there are all these other things that come into it as well. Outside of what were they doing in the cubicle, were they using drugs, whatever they were doing, why were they ejected, it's a bad look for the club, etc., etc. Then you've got the thing, why were they out on the piss during the evening when their when their team was playing the Broncos in Brisbane. Yeah. And they probably should have been at home watching the game or at the leaguesy watching the game or, you know, at the you know, somewhere with the you know, especially a guy who's on a million bucks a year, supposed to be a leader in the club. What happened to injured players travelling with it? Is there I was thinking about that today. The only thing I could come up with is there's something now where like the air travel or the fucking the pressures up there are no good for healing or whatever the fuck it is. Is it- the National Rugby League is not a, a sport that is flush with cash and they can't be taking you know non potential playing squad players on interstate trips. That's probably what it comes down to. But even if it's your captain, yeah, yeah, fuck, okay. Yeah, you've got sense. a captain. You've got a, you've got a captain. There's a captain for the name for the week. Yeah. And uh, yeah. <clears throat> so this is the thing. I mean, so so not only do you have that, but then you've got all these uh, these these additional culture things because then you had uh, you know a situation where uh, Bradman Besson and Ari Tawala were, were were dropped for a week because they were late to the team bus for that game. Um, and you know they say that well it wasn't that much, but the standards to uphold and blah blah blah. So. Um, for some players. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like I would expect if you got the captain of the club paid a million dollars a year, you would expect him to be sitting at home or, you know, doing something with the boys. I mean, for starters, he's on concussion protocols in the recovery group. He shouldn't be drinking in the first place. And there is numerous situations, examples in the past where players who have been coming back from like a, a hamstring or, you know, whatever, caught drinking and have been punished accordingly by yeah. the clubs. So it's just it's just such a, a bad a bad look for Ponga particularly with the money and his future. This is right at the start of that deal too. Mm. And um and I'm honestly at the moment it looks it, it's looking like he's not that leadership material that you'd be paying that kind of money to. And furthermore that Wayne's dodged a fucking bullet at Redcliffe too because I, mean, I saw reports coming out that that Wayne sort of threw down an ultimatum to him and said, look, you know, do you want to find out how good you can be or do you want to take the comfortable, you know, do you want to take the comfortable path? And um, the, the mm. comfortable path was staying in Newcastle getting a million dollars a year, which he grabbed with both hands. Yeah, fuck um, yeah. So, 
Yeah. And not any, good any time truth to, to the rumour that Kalen had called Kurt Mann in because he thought that he'd found his rugby league ability in the bottom of the toilet? You'd have to be more specific because, I mean, that could be either. Because he's fucking family. shit. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 I, know you don't, I know you don't rate your... Kurt fucking Mann. hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm just going to go and log this on fucking strangeagendas.com. <laughs> just... <laughs> That is like Lenny, like he's his sec- it's his number two agenda for this year. I know. First agenda, Dragons fan. Second agenda, this assertion that Kurt Mann's the worst football player ever to exist. Like daylight, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, then Brett Finch. Where's your priorities, Glenny? <laughs> everyone's everyone's going after Brett Finch. Where why is I'm it gonna stick why to is it, my fucking own why is it man, man man before kids? Huh? <laughs> Stop it now. <laughs> Um, but I would like to throw out the most damning piece of evidence that if you go and look at the photo of Kalen Ponga being escorted from the cubicle, mm-hmm. now, you know, obviously, you know, photos get reversed and da da da, all of this shit. His, what appears to be his right hand is visible in the photo. Zoom the fuck in on that right hand and tell me every single time you have seen a hand looking like that leaving a toilet cubicle, what is inside said hand? If you know, you fucking know. You don't need yeah. tests. You don't need anything. Look at the hand. Yes. Fuck me. Yeah, and you show me that picture through the week, and I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and it's, and it's for, for reasons like that that the rules exist. And it's, where... <laughs> and it's always the guy coming out with a hand like that that thinks no one knows. <laughs> while he's fucking trying to start a band with every person he passes on the way out of the toilets. <laughs> well, with, with half a fist in his pocket. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, more bad behaviour. <laughs> Corey Norman. Old smooth oh. Corey. It's been a little while since we've heard of him. He's been over there enjoying a hell of a time over there in Toulouse. Mm. And uh, he has been suspended for eight weeks and uh, fined a couple of hundred pounds. I think it was 500 pounds for... Um, intentionally sticking his hand up a rival player's backside in the uh, in the Super League uh, during a 32 points to 18 defeat. And uh, he was he pled not guilty. He was charged with the grade F offence of other contrary behaviour, which starts at eight weeks, I believe. And, um, yeah, the uh, the ruling, as, uh, as I could as could quote here says uh, the footage of the incident shows a deliberate movement of Corey Norman's left arm and hand over the top of Oliver Holmes and onto his buttocks. The footage shows a deliberate placing of Corey Norman's hand fingers on the buttocks and coupled with an immediate complaint from Holmes, the reaction of his teammate Danny Walker and the statement of Holmes to which we measured regard, we're entirely satisfied this is an intentional placing of a hand between the buttocks of the opposing player and we find the charge proved. Oh God. So uh, it could be the end. Of, it could be the end of um, of uh, Smooth Corey. He um, he had a short. He, he came out of retirement, signed a short term deal with Toulouse. They're trying to battle against you know the potential uh, relegation. He started all of their matches uh, since he started made his debut in May, and uh, that could be that. Mm. Oh, and here we go. Additional information: His former Parramatta teammate Kenny Edwards was banned for ten matches for putting his fingers up the backside of an opponent while playing for oh Huddersfield last my year. Days, <laughs> what is going on? 
Jesus the thing I'd like to say, the thing, the, the, just rugby league players in general, it has been two decades <laughs> since John Hopawade has did never his carry got the stink on off his finger. All the rest never, of it. Since, since he got his hands dirty against the North Queensland Cowboys 21 years ago. In that time, the word Hopawadi comes up. Yeah. Instantly. It's now a verb. It's it's a, it's a, it's, it's exactly like how much do you have to do to turn yourself into a verb? Well, it's like people with the last name of butcher and baker and things like that that you know that, that lead to what you know yeah. in, in in oldie oldie times what what their profession was. I mean, Hopawati has come to be synonymous with proctology. So twenty years later, though, people are still going to fucking and in a game that is spider canned and fucking multiple angles everywhere. Yeah. Players, players still think they're going to get away with a bit of an oil check. Yeah. No. And, um, yeah. And, and, and honestly, really like, why, why? Like, what is, what is the net, the net gain? What is the net gain to you? You've aggravated the guy a bit. Is that still the play though? You want him to get up and take a swing. So he gets sent off or you get a penalty. Like, but is, is 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 that what that, this is? What I'm saying in their mind though is that what, yeah. is that what the outcome is? Is that what they think is going to happen? It, who knows? Who yeah. fucking knows? And this is the problem. We're trying to diagnose what goes through the heads of absolute fucking, you know, brain damaged fucking <laughs> meat puppets yeah. that that would never fucking topple the class in the first place. Although, so. as we established during the week, Glenny, this one is right up your agenda, Ali. Um, imagine your club being such a shambles that if you had to make a team of the greatest of the last decade, that Corey Norman is a shoo-in for the St. George Illawarra Dragons. <laughs> yeah, let's see what Glennie's take is on this because we had this discussion. Uh, we, had, we had a discussion in a group chat the other day, Glennie. Obviously, if you're going to be if you if you're going to be ejecting Corey Norman out of the out of your, your your best side over the last decade for the Dragons, you're going to have to decide who's fullback ahead of him and who's five eighth ahead of him, right? Gotcha. Last decade Dragons. Is there a better five? Is, is there a five eighth they could put in ahead of him? Now let me help you out. The first name that's going to come to your mind is Gareth Widdop. but who do you put at fullback if not him? Dragons fullbacks in the last decade. Who you got? I, I don't exactly. care enough to know. Yeah, exactly. They've got they've got the they've got the uh, the the unenviable Sophie's choice to make of either leave Corey Norman out of their decade side and Matt Dufty and, is and, the and best admit that and admit had. that Matt Dufty is the best fullback they've had in the last decade. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not going to hear any of this like I'm not going to hear any like you know like B-Moz or Nightingale no they're on the fucking wing yeah like they're they're obviously they're the wingers of course yeah and and no you're not going to try and like shift one of them to fullback and then like put like Ravalara in there or something yeah. on the wing no no you don't get to do that no you either put you either put Corey Norman in at six with Widdop at one <laughs> or, or you admit that Matt Dufty Matt is, is, is the best, best fullback. Back. <laughs> oh, what a pack of cuts! So he told you it was right up your agenda. Oh, Ali. I love it. <laughs> right, is there any other news stories that you guys want to talk about before we uh, before we proceed? Not at all. Let's roll. 
All right, I'm just going to do. I just want to do one more last click on the NRL grand final, and note there is still no action on that. So we move forward to round 23, and the games kick off with Thursday night blockbuster grand final rematch: the South Sydney Rabbitohs take on the Penrith Panthers um, at Acor Stadium at Sydney Olympic Park. The uh, Rabbitohs side. There were a couple of injury worries with both sides, but I, the way I understand it is, I think unless there's some like. Uh, last-minute training accidents, they'll all, they'll all be there. So Latrell will be there. Yep. Campbell Graham will return. Um, Apollo moves to the wing. Thompson out of the 17. Ilias returns at half. And uh, Hawkins joins Thompson in the reserves. And uh, Saluka Fafita starts with uh, Sele benched the Penrith Panthers side. Edwards returns at fullback. Staines is benched. And uh, Jennings out of the 17. Mm. Why Charlie Staines in 17? He's not really the most fucking... Versatile players. Getting getting there to give fucking Moses Leota a spell, are they? (laughs) Look, hopefully, he's a sacrificial lamb for Cody Walker to just go off the deep end at and potentially murder. So, yeah. yeah, Similar to the Melbourne game last week, I think this game means a lot more to South than it will for Penrith they could be quite comfortably telling themselves that, look, we're, we're under strength and we've got the minor premiership wrapped up and we just need to make sure that we, we go through our, our games correctly. Obviously, they still want to try and win. Um, but to South, this is exactly as you said, Nate, a grand final rematch. This is a chance for them to, in their heads, really come in and, and cement their status as a contender because you know, it's, it's plain as fucking day that they're building nicely towards the finals. Mm-hmm. But a good performance against Penrith here really sits them in that upper echelon of, of teams that can go all the way. Um, I do hope that Latrell is full strength. It was a groin concern that he picked up at training this week where where he left training early, um, went straight to medical staff and, and spent a bit of time with some, some ice on his bits. But he needs to to either be rested or to be fully fit. Yep. You know, Latrell is not the guy that that you play half half done uh, because he doesn't know half half done during a game. Yep. And and he'll go out there and, and do himself a, another fucking mischief. But um And he's not and he's not the only last minute injury concern as well. I mean Dylan Edwards and Taylor May and Liam Martin are also That's it. Well Liam Martin's uh, that, that not been, named, that, is he? They've been they've been past fit. Oh, but, has um, Martin been past fit too? Yeah, okay. Yeah, they've been um, past fit, but yeah, and, and it's the thing like May, May as well. I mean, he was in the he was in the twenty. I don't know if I haven't it. seen the I haven't seen the chop down side that they and, did it um an hour ago. But and here's that thing for Penrith. You know, if, if you're Penrith, do you rush anyone back at this stage? You don't need to win any games. You've essentially got the minor premiership wrapped yeah. up. You know, you you don't get anyone back that isn't absolutely crucial. But um, if Latrell's on a on a good night and he's fully fit. Yep. And if South forwards stand up like they can against Penrith, then there's enough vulnerability in that forward pack for them to get over. Yep. Um, especially with with the halves that they have in there at the moment. Still you know, doing a, a serviceable job, but a middle-of-the-pack yep. serviceable job. Um, I yep. think South will be, will be primed to take this one. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if the Souths can generate the kind of defense that the Storm did if, um, when, when, if the Panthers do have like a, a period where like the second half they're just 
you know, pretty much non-stop bombarding them with attack. I don't think Souths have got the same ability to repel that. However, during periods where South do have the ascendancy, they've they certainly more got more potency to put yeah. more than 16 points on, for sure. That's it. Uh, yeah, I agree. With anything, all, yeah. I agree with all that. Um, I think as, as South build this game, even against Penrith, who are, you know, undermanned, um, South will still take plenty out of it should they win. Um, given they've knocked, they've blasted Parramatta last week, and um, you know, is another big scalp, and it'll it'll mean something to Souths, and and it'll give them the opportunity to further pump up their own tyres <coughs> as we head into the final. So, um, but if Penrith lose, I think they dust themselves off and they fucking keep going. It means means fuck all as far as the results or whatever. They're just um, sharpening themselves up and. As as far as the finals go, when when Lua and Cleary and those guys are back, so um, yeah, I think it will mean something to South, even though Penrith are down on troops. Yeah, definitely. The North Queensland Cowboys take on the Warriors in the uh, pub slot game up there at the Abattoir in Townsville. The Cowboys side uh, welcome back Kyle Felt on the wing, Tabai Fado goes to the bench, and Tanoa Brown out of the seventeen. McLean starts at prop with Hess benched. Warriors side, no changes to the side uh, that, that uh, smashed the doggies last week. Uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita is named in the reserves on his way back from injury. Mm-hmm. And look, I mean, does anyone think that in Townsville with, you know, top four positional jostling yeah. in the in the offing, does anyone think that the uh, the, the Cowboys are even going to be close Yeah, to yeah. losing this one? No. twelve favourites, I think that says it all. The Warriors were, you know... Did some good things last week, but quality of op- opposition goes up several notches this week, and um, the Cowboys, I believe, will starting to be tapering yeah. for, for the finals and sharpen themselves up. Well, this is a point where the Cowboys really do need to start tapering because they have not been impressive of late, and that defence that they sort of built the first, you know, like up to origin on, mm. has just gone out the, as they've gone out the window, and they're conceding way too many points at the moment. Yeah. Um, Obviously, the Warriors aren't going to be the sternest challenge, but you know they can they can use that and say, "Look, you know we're prioritizing, you know a nil scoreline, or you know like we're yeah. prioritizing our defensive structures and having a great game and get that shit back into you know back where it should be." Because let's face it, with the Cowboys, the points are going to come. So, yeah, I, I, think, I think as far as the Cowboys, and I've spoken at length about their development and and progression this season as into a a force to be reckoned with in the competition. But the facts are that their form line over the last month is is several pegs below their peak earlier in the season. Yeah, yep. And you don't want to be playing a hell of a lot worse in August than you were in May. Um, That's right. You know, it should be the opposite. So, um, again, I, I probably back Peyton to to make sure that they start that upward tick and, and get back to where they were, if not um, even a little bit better attack-wise, but certainly get their defence right and, and, yeah. and deal with the Warriors easily. It, it is interesting. You're right, this game's a shoe-in for them. You know, they, they should blitz it. But it's an interesting state of affairs, I think, where, where one of the big strengths of the Cowboys for most of the year was that, and I don't want to say they didn't have any leaders, but they weren't, as they previously had, been you know, relying on it wasn't Tom Alolo 
and a couple of other blokes. Uh, yeah. You know, it wasn't so, okay, so you, you just need to get out there and have fucking 40 carries and 9,000 metres. Yeah. And we're good. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe that's left them in a situation where if everyone's dropped down a peg, there's no one to bring everyone back up with them. Uh, so it's a very interesting situation. So who is that guy for the Cowboys, though? Is it still Tamalolo? It's still Tamalolo, but what's happened is, I mean, is is that he's you know slowly changed his game at the behest of of uh, the, the coach yeah. to become this amazing ball playing forward as well, instead of just being a, just a straight up battering ram that sort of you know gets two hundred fifty meters a week, and yeah, and nothing, and you know, it doesn't really create anything other than yeah. just straight up meters, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, he could. I'm, I'm. I'm sure that he can still be that battering ram. Sure. You know, if he needs to be, but um, yeah, I think. Yeah, look, I think the Cowboys are going to win this one easily, and yep. uh, while I don't really rate their chances overall over the the length of the competition against the Warriors, far too good. Yeah, that's it. Second Friday game: Broncos take on the Storm at Suncorp Stadium. The Broncos side unchanged from last week. The Melbourne Storm side they welcome back Jerome Hughes in seven. And that gets uh, Cooper Johns dropping out of the squad. Uh, Marion Seve is also out with young Tonomopeia named in the centres. Slowly but surely. The Storm just welcoming back one, two players yeah. at a yeah. time. Yep. And uh, big test for Brisbane. I mean, like, you know, a win over Newcastle is nothing to write home about. And that was the a win that broke, you know, a couple of poor weeks for the Broncos. So, and, yeah. uh, and they still weren't great in the second half. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, the Storm, going to be a big test. I mean, we saw the way that their defense came back with a vengeance last week. Yep. And, like, you could talk about how understrength Penrith were, but the fact of the matter is they were fucking hammering them for much of the second half, and the Storm and the storm repelled it. And, you know, like, there were teams that would be letting plenty of tries through Yeah. from what Penrith had thrown at them last week. That's so, it. Uh, and I think that with Jerome Hughes back in the side, you know, that's going to go a long way towards fixing their attack as well. Yep. I the still, Broncos. I still feel like there is um, not as many as what we've seen at various stages this year as they've dealt with, you know, guys being hurt or um, on representative duty, but there is still the odd plotter in the Storm side. But fortunately for them, the Brisbane Broncos have the plottiest plotter that ever plotted in uh, Billy Walters uh, on the opposite side of the pitch. So. Uh, I think Melbourne will win and uh, do it quite well. I think Melbourne will win, but Billy Walters has actually been all right for the Broncos, yeah. even in their downside. He's been one of their better players. I was going to yeah. like fucking he's, this, he's this Kurt Man. If Kurt Kurt Man's dad was a coach, Jesus uh, Christ! Okay, this is Glennie and he, Glennie and his and his oh uh, the tour. Glenn. <laughs> it's, a, it's, his, it's his it's his world tour of all the little hills that he's prepared to die on. <laughs> Jesus Christ! The, the fucking the title the title of this episode is a Glenda. <laughs> right, just allow me to write that one down. <laughs> fucking hell! Da 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 da. Hey, uh, Glenda. sorry, wrong song. Oh, right, that was a reference, Glenny. Yeah, I know. Nate got it. Yeah, I didn't. I just made up my own song. That's what I do. It's like my agendas. I just created me out of fuck all. All right. <laughs> Moving to Saturday, uh, the uh, Eels take on the Bulldogs at uh, Combank Stadium. And uh, the Eels side, they welcome back Mitchell Moses in the seven. 
So Arthur is uh, out of the 17 and the doggy side, same 17, but they've got uh, Luke Thompson and Tavita Pangai Jr. as reserves. So the doggies last time absolutely destroyed the eels. This time, the eels slowly, you know, picking themselves up, although they had a bit of a setback last week against the rabbits. The doggies suffered what was probably their worst defeat under the Potter era. Yep. How's it play out, Glenny? Hate to say, but I think Parramatta's going to win. Moses' back is a is a big one, and they'll have their sights set on the finals as well and wanted to right the ship after last week where they were poor. So um, probably no better opposition than the Bulldogs, who, who clearly aren't on Parramatta's level, but also gave them a touch-up earlier in the year. So Yeah. Um, a lot of intercepts and dumb shit like that as well from Parramatta in that game that gave yeah, the Bulldogs uh, you know, a, a lot of points in field position. So, um, And there was a lot of spirit sort of carried through on top of that from the Doggies as well. Um, it's a long season, though. The Doggies haven't been playing for anything meaningful apart from evading the spoon for quite some time now. And now they're in a kind of no-man's land where they're not, they can't do anything, but they also can't get, you know, they can't get the spoon or anything either. So they're kind of in this w- weird no man's land of you know playing for nothing yeah really spoilers and look they can spoil i mean if they can get if they can get up in that spoiler mentality i mean they can yeah they can make life difficult for the eels no question yeah i mean the eels are you know one of those sides that i mean while i feel like the eight is pretty much decided i mean you know they're jostling for positions and you know at this stage the eels don't want to drop any more games in the run home so um look i think the eels are going to win though i mean Honestly, on paper, I mean, they, yeah, but on paper, they shouldn't have got flogged last time either. But honestly, if the Eels are serious, they're one of the teams that I do not rate in the finals. I mean, there's lines, I've got lines drawn all through the finalists, you know, with a couple of exceptions. Eels are one of those ones with lines drawn through them, in my opinion. But surely, up until the final start, I mean, you know, they've got to take care of these guys like the dogs. Yeah, that's it. Saturday afternoon, the Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks at Brookvale. The Seagull side, um, Jason Saab out for the season with the ACL injury sustained last week. Um, Harper returns in the centres. Kohler uh, moves to the wing to Jason Saab's wing. Uh, Dylan Walker in at lock with the most crucial loss with Jakey Travoybich uh, with a broken hand and he is going to miss the last couple of rounds of the season. Um I'm sure we'll see what happens with the side when it's cut. I see Zach Zach Fulton has made his return into the into the uh, the the overall game squad, and uh, it would be nice to see him get some more game time in these meaningless games as we run down towards the end of the season. But um, at this stage, who knows? Uh, Toby Rudolph is out injured. Um, Hamlin Newelli comes into the starting side. Andrew Fafita on the bench. Uh, Tracy and Moylan return with uh, Trindle, Ikavalu, and Colquhoun. Out of the seventeen, Cronulla by plenty. You'd think so. I mean, if the if Cronulla are serious, the Cronulla are one of the sides that I don't have a line drawn through for the yeah. finals. I think they still have a lot to offer. I think they're one of the teams that could uh, shake up the race for the premiership and uh, you know potentially make the grand final. However, if you can't, if they can't beat a, if they can't beat a fucking Jake Travoyevich list. Manly side that has nothing to play for. I'm putting the line through them. Dead set, putting the fucking line through them. Yeah, I mean, they 
They don't have old. They don't have old mate um, Talakai this time to try and run a train on uh, on Morgan Harper again, and uh, Morgan Harper doesn't have long COVID now either. So <laughs> it's a sh- it's a sh- it's a shame that they don't get that rematch uh, you know back together. It's also a question about where where they're going to play Harper too, because I mean half this yeah most of his most of his time at Manly like last year and for you know the first portion of this year he was he was over there on the right wing. Um, then after he came, you know, during the origin period, he shifted over to the left and made a bit of a home for himself over there. But um, with Brad Parker coming in last week, uh, just to, to a niggling due or niggling injury to Harper, um, you know, it looks like he's, you know, he's probably going to be back on the left and then and Harper back on the right again. So, look, who fucking knows? The Sharks, by all rights, should win this game so fucking easily, and anything less than a big thirteen plus win puts a line through them for the rest of the competition from me. Yeah, there you go. No way they don't blast mainly. No way. The Roosters take on the Tigers at the SCG for one of the last times, I presume. The uh, Roosters very fucking short. I saw them this morning when I was doing my tips, about a dollar and five. I think the West Tigers were topped out about $10 at that point. Um, the uh, Roosters side unchanged from a side that has been building nicely over the last couple of weeks. The West Tigers... They welcome back the Queen Mary himself, Kenny Momalo. Um, Star-Lord shifts to centre. James Roberts is out. And uh, what a great move that is. And uh, Seafarth replaces Peachy on the bench. Look. How about that? No Tyrone Peachy. No James Roberts. Both extremely positive selection moves. I agree. West Tigers. How are they going to win it, Glenny? And by how much? Look, I can't see any way that the Tigers don't win this game. Uh, I think it's fairly obvious that they're <laughs> superior in every every facet of rugby league. Um, seriously, though, fuck. I think that the Tigers will be buoyed to uh, to play against a former favourite son of the club. Um a guy that gave so much and uh, performed at such a high level for so long uh, in the Tigers jersey. Of course, I'm talking about Matt Lodge. Um, they'll be wanting to give it to him and they'll be uh, right up for the contest. And uh, look, if we get within 40, it'll be a fucking moral victory for the Tigers. Look, I mean the West. Oh, sorry, the, the the Roosters are. I mean, there's a lot to play for for both sides. West Tigers, you know, a win can can get them away from the wooden spoon. The Roosters, a loss, could send them plummeting out of the eight. You know, given the rest of the draw that they have this season, in the well, regular so, season. Well, we way, we, if, we gave if them the Roosters this lose. Game. Yeah, I mean the Roosters. The Roosters lose every game. Manly win every game. Seagulls in eighth place. It's fucking. But, like Kevin Garnett said, anything is possible. Yeah, I'm and not sure West Kevin Tigers... Garnett never saw the West Tigers play rugby league. <laughs> <laughs> and if he did, as is as is often the case for Kevin Gar- Garnett, he'd call him a bunch of cancer patients. Um, look, wouldn't you love to do that? Just like Rick and Morty style, portal opens, take Kevin Garnett away, right after he says that, <laughs> show him like 
just a montage of West Tigers. And then he said, then he said, then you send him back, and he's just like, Most I'd like to immediately, re- I'd like to immediately retract my previous statement. <laughs> Most stuff is possible. And he's just got like this, this, he's just got this thousand yard stare. Like, he's just like, sort of, like just, just, just like shaking, with just like a mild, like you know, mild Parkinson shake. <laughs> So, uh, so Glennie, after fuck. all that, I pres- I think you said roosters by up to forty. Is that what yeah. you meant? Right. Fuck. Sad, isn't it? Sad. Does sad. does a whopping for and against get them into the finals? Who? The roosters. Um. Because I think they've got they've got the advantage on for and against against the Raiders at the moment. The thing is with your predictor, your predictor had the Raiders finishing two points on the ladder ahead. That's what it. Well, that's the difference. They were actually on competition points. They got in. It wasn't on for and against. They were on 20, they were 28 versus 26, I think, at the end of it all. Uh, around 25. Yeah, 28 points versus 30 points. <coughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so, so it wasn't actually a foreign against issue, right? Yeah, and, um, and you're right. They've got a 100-point advantage on them for and against. Yeah, yeah. So they only have to they only have to draw level with them but to... See, fuck, look at this. Sports Roosters are still paying $1.08 to make the eight, and the Raiders are paying $4. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, you know, the Raiders are nothing if not inconsistent. But the Raiders have the Tigers, Manly, and and who else? And the Knights. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. But they like could three easily of the lose, worst sides in the comp. They could easily lose that Manly game, though. That's the thing. They could easily do it. Oh, gender J. <laughs> And that's and that's and that's literally all Manly you've got to play for next week. That's all I got to play for is hitting the Canberra Raiders out for good. Because all because they win and the Raiders are gone. Okay, so the Raiders need to win all three, and they need to probably win them well to no, they don't, just in though. case. Yeah, they do. They need to win all three. If the Raiders don't win all three, they don't get the Not two points ahead of the Roosters. You might need to control or delete your ladder predictor, mate. I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> it's riveting. Let's talk more about the ladder predictor when the actual results change from the last time. Why we did you do that? Predictor. I'll just run through a quick stock take. <laughs> yeah, Nate, yeah, you cool. get the clock, and I'll start. I'll start the clock up. Right. <laughs> oh, sorry, Dragons. Sorry, Glenn. Tell us more about why you hate orphans. <sighs> which ones? What, what are the, what are which the ones specifically? Fucking, I don't know. I don't know. Malaysian ones. <laughs> <laughs> the dragons take on the Titans. Why do I have to love them if their own parents didn't? Listen, we're talking about your team, Glennie. The Dragons take on the Titans in Wollongong. The uh, Dragon side, unchanged from last week. Geez, Dragon fans must love these unchanged lineups, which 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 include you know the likes of Aaron Woods and exclude the likes of you know Jaden Sullivan and Tyrell Sloan and players like this. Um, the Titan side, uh, Tino returns, which puts Wallace out of the seventeen. Neither side. With much to play for, but if you're going to talk about teams that have more to play for, and that is the Gold Coast Titans, who can absolutely 100% consign the West Tigers to the 2022 Wooden Spoon with a win here. Oof. Look, it's a team with an absolute abject pack of cunts as a fan base, playing a team with no fan base whatsoever. Um, and Okay, that doesn't affect the on-field performances though. That's just, it's that's at just home. you running more. So, that's, that's just you running more agendas. It's at home for the dragons, so you would think that there will be 
20,000 cunts at Wynn Stadium cheering these fucking imbeciles on. Um, and sadly... Going I back going back two decades-ish, would you, would you say that Illawarra fans are worse than Dragons fans? Equal? I would have thought the Illawarra fans were all right. Yeah, I... I yeah. I, did, no, I never had an issue with Illawarra fans when they were Steelers fans. Right. But when they decided to jump into bed with the greatest pack of cunts known to man, that being Dragons fans, they then sullied themselves. So where do, where do Nazis and the Taliban raid on you? Behind Dragons fans. Okay. Because <laughs> they're crimes by comparison. <laughs> Pale! Ben Hunt fans. to steal the dragons, to steer the dragons towards a, a victory, yes, and uh, and a significant victory, keeping the wooden spoon battle alive, and perhaps after the Tigers' valiant efforts on Saturday, perhaps they may just edge ahead and get off the bottom of the table on differential. Ooh, be cool. That's the dream. No, I think that's the drag- a, that, I do think the dragons dream. will win. Much it pains yeah. me to admit it because their fans are cunts. And so is the club. But not Ben Hunt. No, not Ben Hunt. Right. Good. Kurt Mann uh, used to play for the Dragons, didn't he? Yes. Yes, he did. Says a lot. <laughs> Says a lot. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Finish up the round with Newcastle Knights taking on the Canberra Raiders uh, in Newcastle. And the um, Newcastle Knights side, have, uh, as we've mentioned previously, they've uh, dropped Bradman Best and Inari Tuala for disciplinary reasons. Edric Lee comes in for Tawala, which is a fair replacement, you'd think. And uh, debutant Christian Mapapalangi is in at centre. And uh, Clemmer returns the prop after his little uh, behaviour-related isolation. Uh, Saifidi moves to lock, Croker bench, and Sue out of the 17. The Raiders side. Uh, Tarpane returns in the front row. Gula's bench, Sutton out of the 17. And uh, Kotrick... Who I heard um, was it, oh, I don't remember if it was on the radio or on the, the TV telecast on the weekend that Kotrick has now requested that he's back to Kotrick, oh, and the okay. Trotrick thing is over. Okay, cool. It, that was that the the Trotrick era began on his request, but now it has ended also on his request, and it's back to Kotrick. Okay, so uh, that pushes okay. uh, Albert Hopwide out. Raiders have got to win. Have to win. The Knights are the Knights are the Knights are fucking hope. Like they are hopeless. Like the West Tigers, they're not hopeless. Really? Like I feel like the West Tigers are always in a fucking game. I agree. And I, I agree and with I, the sentiment. And, and I don't. And I don't know if that's just too much screen time. The brainwashing me. <laughs> but, but especially the last, like you know, last week, not so much. But the, you've been the drinking. You've been from... drinking that Magide. <laughs> <laughs> now the. But the two weeks before that, I mean, like, you know, there were some fucking solid performances there from the West Tigers. That's very true. Yeah. The Knights the Knights haven't given us any any solidish anything performances to kind of hang your hat on. They've given no their their fan base no reason for hope. No. No hope. And like and Milford has put the cue in the rack. He's waiting to go up and get his fucking sponge cakes. Yep. Kloon. I suspect was, Anthony Milford's going to eat his sponge cakes rather than fuck them. <laughs> you know, as the, as the old El Paso commercial girls <laughs> Why asked, not, <laughs> Volcano left us. Um, <laughs> Adam Clune, oh, 
isn't the answer for the Knights, I think, that they perhaps hoped he would be when he made the shift over. Um, he was carrying injury for a while there, but I mean, as far as I know, he's 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 full fitness now and just not producing. And like and sexy Texy, he can't do it all by himself. Mm. But and the Raiders, he could do, he could do something though, and we're still waiting for it. Look, like the you've Raiders, got the, the reverse the, the, the Raiders, the Raiders with the, as far as sexy Texy goes, and he's done fuck all, really. Do you even watch the games? Of course, I he, watch does, the games, he does. He does all a fucking of rugby league luminary. Everything that the Newcastle Knights do comes off the back of the the the, uh, the versatile and immense skill set of one Tex Hoy. He's generated more than Caelan Ponga has this year. Let me tell you. The only thing Tony times Caelan Ponga is Anthony Milford, Adam Clune, and Jaden Braley is a spine the likes of which would make fucking Alex McKinnon cringe with its inefficiency well, yeah. and inability Look, I mean, to hold anything up. The, Ra- the Raiders, you know, they, they did the job last week. Uh, you know, it was close there and they could have, you know, they almost gave it away at the end there. But welcoming back Tarpanay, who has been their absolute... I mean, at the start of the season, who would have thought that he would have had such a good year? Because remember, when we kicked off, he was having all the troubles with his with his missus complaining about Ricky on on That's Insta. Right. And, yep. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, but he has absolutely turned it around to become, you know, probably their clubman of the year. I mean, in terms of performance, didn't call her a weak gutted dog, though. No. Well, I mean, he reserves that for people he knew ten years ago. That is yes. true. Who were twelve at the time? Um, mm. Yeah, Canberra by a thousand. Yeah, I think Canberra comfortably. Um, but, you know, the coach by Ricky. So, who fucking, I mean, who knows what he says to them on the Look, way out? If they happen, and to, what lose, they, and how, if and they happen to lose, one thing is for certain. It's definitely not their fault. Yeah. And, and look, something you know, will be said to deflect from their poor performance. For you, the best case scenario, Glennie, is that Newcastle Knights win this game. For you. Yeah. Because then, then that gives them that, that pumps them up. Gives them a bit of confidence going into next week's game against the Titans where they can consign the Titans to the wooden spoon on your behalf. Yes. So you, for the next couple of weeks, are an absolute diehard Newcastle Knights fan. I would rather get the spoon. Really? Yeah. Wow. Fuck, fuck Newcastle. There's only... The, you, like, there's only... There's only, you know, the one scenario where you can say there's only one never-had-a-spoon era in your club's history, mate. Do you really want to give that away? Motherfucker. Do I, do, do, I'm a magpies guy. You can talk to me about fucking wooden spoons. And not Maggie's a dead spoon. mate. Mag, Maggie's a dead mate. They're a fucking ATM for the joint venture. <laughs> <laughs> stop living the in the irony. past, mate. The fucking stop, irony. Stop living in the, the past. It's the, West, it's, it's the West Tigers, mate. Yeah. It's the West Tigers now. Get on board with the JV. Rather be like get... a dragon. Hey, be like a Dragons fan. Get on board with the JV. Ugh, fuck off. Tried <laughs> at numerous occasions during this episode to be like a Dragons fan. I feel like I've been reasonably successful. <laughs> yeah, fuck the Knights. I think the Raiders will, will belt. Raiders going to win by Raiders win by plenty. Right. Mm. So that that is round twenty three, and that is episode. I was going to say one eighty eight. Sorry, before you before you kill it, one bit of news yeah. that we uh, we forgot to touch on. 
um, came out today that Cameron Munster has officially declined Melbourne's offer to remain at the club. Darius, we're coming up to that interesting period before, um, yeah, like, yeah, I guess I guess there's going to be the, the before period and, and then the after November period as well yeah. for you know, for these signings. But I heard a couple of days ago that it was, it's looking pretty much like four years, one point five million a year at the Dolphins. Yeah, and and finally the Dolphins landing the marquee guy that they probably need. Which, that can you know that can attract players and also drag a side up to better performances yeah. as well. But to to the first point though, how fucking wonderful is it that we designed the fucking negotiation timetable to be exactly as teams head into the finals? Uh, yeah, you know you got to love the, those distraction free oh, situations. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fuck me, what absolute fucking dumb cunts came up with that time frame? <laughs> also, um. um also, also heard uh, that that potentially, um, Bradman Best may be heading down there. What's the what's the freeway? The F three down. He might be heading down the freeway to uh, the Sea Eagles. Really? Yeah. Addressing one of the needs that they have in centre there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And not so, a fucking terrible choice for it either. Yeah, I mean, like he hasn't he hasn't been great with injury and um and just form this year. But I mean, when he came onto the scene, though, oh. he looked fucking great. People were talking Origin and yeah. you know the rest of it. Yeah. So, so look, if he could recapture so that, some of that, I'd be happy to have him. That, that's and great. That's from great what I'm for told, a club that manages injuries so well. From what I'm told, is he's uh, from what I'm told, he's not he's not religious in any way, <laughs> and uh, only 21 years old. So there's huge upside. Let's face it. Well, there is. So what's that? Like, probably what? What would you reckon you'd get? Like four. Four games before the Brookie surface wrecks him as well. Brookie surface hasn't wrecked anybody in fucking years, son. You just you 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 tread you, you, oh. you're regurgitating fucking Paul Kent talking points. No, no, I'm not. I'm saying your club's shit at managing injury, and your players are all fucking biscuits. They're amazing at managing injury, and there's barely any any injuries that are, that fall into the category outside of absolute freak. See, career-ending injuries that somehow these guys manage to come back from time and time again. I mean, like, you want to talk about a club that can't manage injuries, how do you get a fucking ranger that just willpowers his ACL back together within the space of about fucking three months? I mean, ACL's a season. That's it. That's ACL, So you're, you're amazed that you've got an attention-seeking ranger that exaggerated a scan result. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't cre- he doesn't do the scans, mate. I don't no, know, but he I tells don't, the fucking stories. I, I don't know. I don't. Who's regurgitating I don't know you, clickbait now? I don't know if you understand how the, how the scans and the medical departments work at clubs, but yeah, the players don't actually do it themselves. They don't just go up to the photocopier and fucking throw their leg on and just <laughs> start running out fucking prints. Well, no, right? at Manly they do. That's the point. <sighs> dear, oh dear. Does he praise for a good scan? And meanwhile, Desi. And then bitches that he wasn't consulted about the scan. Desi, there's, there's other things that Desi's not going to be consulted about. One of them is going to be fucking a contract extension. Oh, there you go. And uh, and then it will be left up to Desi. And he'll be, he'll be told in no uncertain terms that he will not be paid out for his additional year. So serve it or not, your choice. Fuck. So. Interesting. Watch this space. There you go. Exciting times, times ahead. How in good. the National Rugby League. That's the end of a podcast. Commandeered by fucking Captain PVL who still hasn't fucking decided where the grand final is going to be played. 
let me just do one let me just do one last check and tell see you what this is- at this stage we're having the meet up in Toowoomba book a bus and staying at Glenny's what are we going out there for fucking it's going to be J Zero on the Macca's coffees oh fucking hell J Zero oh, fucking not lot. welcome <laughs> <laughs> still no decision fuck I'll spoon that guy mate you, you have no fucking idea what you're asking for with J100 I don't yeah, care Glenn bring it shit. on holy shit Glenn. in your head you th- in, the, in what you think J100 is is J20 <laughs> <laughs> no, you haven't talking seen talking a fucking you, good game and then all of a sudden you haven't come seen, grand final Glenny, day motherfuckers on the waters Glenny, sparkling Glenny, waters Glenny the, the fucking Glenny the landscape changed for a period there after after you stopped doing this show <laughs> You ain't even seen Nate 100. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I tell you, I'm going to fucking, I am going to, I'm going to engineer Glenny 100 because you haven't seen Glenny 100. You haven't, you haven't been Glenny 100 either. I'm going (laughs) to, you know, break on through to the other side, Glenny. He he is going to fucking Stephen Dank you to a premiership, Glenny. (laughs) Oh, baby. Look forward to it. Oh, that's it! Run it up, run it up at Toowoomba, at the old, at the old, at the old N-word Brown stand in the stadium. Well, that's where oh, our meetup will be. Yes, I can't remember what they renamed it to. But uh, Duncan Thompson, I believe. The, the anything, Duncan Thompson, anything is less offensive than our old name stadium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, they didn't call it like you know PC gone mad stadium yeah. or something. <laughs> That's it for 488, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening. As always, if you'd like to support the show, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash toolnation. Um, hit up toolna- uh, thisweekinleague.com forward slash links and you can get all our socials. And don't forget to uh, also join our uh, Facebook group. It's hashtag toolnation. Throw a search in there or go to our Facebook page and you'll find a link in there and uh, get amongst it. Any Fuck closing yeah. thoughts, fellas? Fuck the dragons. Fuck Kurt, man. I think you say that. Do you say that every week? I I feel like maybe not Kurt Mann. I mean, that's a more recent agenda, but but I feel like you said you say "fuck the dragons" to close off nearly every episode. Mm. J one hundred. Look forward to meeting you. (laughs) J zero, get the fuck out. (laughs) Fuck hell! You know what? I don't like your chances, Glenny. Glenny, I'm I'm going to create just an internal fucking Glenn comments that preceded unfortunate events. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, I can just avoid you if you get too fucking full on. It's all right. I just want to see no, it. No, not, not when you... You can't. You don't understand. Not when yeah. you've done that much ketamine that you can see 12 of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. Oh. That's not how ketamine works. <laughs> don't underestimate me. But you're going to learn, Glenny. Ah, fucking! You're gonna learn how ketamine works. How many horse vets you got near you? <laughs> well, I mean, it's my understanding that Toowoomba's quite a rural place. <laughs> oh, oh, fucking! Good times. So, no, so okay. So, yeah, no. I always want to call this call this uh, J100 or something, but um, <laughs> such a rich bounty of fucking potential titles. Anyway, on that note. 
Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Oh, Glenny, is there any chance of a member sign on Saturday for the Tigers game? Uh, yes, potentially. Right, uh, what, cool. what time is the game again? Your game, I believe, is um, the Saturday night game, is it not? Let me check here. It yeah. is. It is. You know it's a late game on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Should be good. You would have remembered if you'd done a ladder predictor. <laughs> not, not a lot of predicting required when your team is the West Tigers. <laughs> the prediction is last. Fucking go, boys. The ladder, the ladder just says pain. I don't understand what this <laughs> The only right, spots boys. that are on the ladder are 9 and 16. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Uh, coded it. this thing. All right. Talk to you boys on the weekend then. The ladder. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.